Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. Welcome everyone to Neon Twilight. I'm your host, Solaris Blue Raven, this evening. And I wish to thank Barbara DeLong for producing and holding the space for this uh, wonderful show this evening. Hope everybody's doing well and, and had a nice holiday in the illusion of, I always say. And tonight I'll be peering into cosmic realms and, and diving into the vast ocean of the Emerald Tablets. I'll be looking at a specific book called The Emerald Tablets of Thoth the Atlantean, a translation and interpretation by Dorel. I find this book to be a beautiful read, which expands the mind and psyche. I see the Emerald Tablets uh, through my own mind's eye, much as the full light Akashics, and perhaps a fractal of truth left behind for mankind to decode as guided by their cosmic ancestry and lineage. If you all have, uh, have all the keys and codes to the multiversal gnosis within your cosmic design, which you do, um, this book definitely opens you up, I think, in my opinion, that when you read uh, specific words and see symbols or hear a frequency, the geometric language embraces your, your multidimensional design work and, and life force, which keys you up into and onto the great motherboard of truth and cosmic consciousness. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and, and start doing some reading here for everybody. And uh, for those of you who haven't read the book, you definitely might want to uh, consider purchasing a copy. I believe they have them, have them available on Amazon or even uh, you can get them on Kindle and, and such. So there shouldn't be any problems there. And I, I hope Barbara's doing well out there. I know she's in the background and uh, if she feels guided to chime in at some point and that would be fine. Um, so anyways, we're going to talk about the, uh, the history of Thoth, the Atlantean. And you know, the thing about this, before I get started here, like I said, it, it's a very um, powerful book. So when you read it, in my opinion, you start to stream. It, it's something that streams energy, opens up a channel in a sense and, and accesses uh, information for you. And so far as you can become the, the access point to, to interface between different fields of, of worlds and reality. So that's just my two cents on that, but that's what I perceive and what I've been uh, uh, tuning into when I've been going through these, these works. So let's get started here and I'll just break it up by piece by piece. So we're not going to be um, fully inundated with this, but I do want to uh, reference it. So the history of Thoth the Atlantean is I Thoth, the Atlantean master of mysteries, keeper of records, mighty king, magician, living from generation to generation, being about to pass into the halls of Amente, set down for the guidance of those that are to come after these records of the mighty wisdom of great Atlantis. 
in the great city of Kure, on the island of Undal, is a time far past. I began this incarnation, not as the little men of the present age did the mighty ones of Atlantis live and die, but rather from aeon to aeon did they renew their life in the halls of Amante, where the rivers of life flows eternally onward. A hundred times ten have I descended the dark way that led into light, and as many times have I ascended from the darkness into the light, my strength and power renewed. Now for a time I descend, and the men of Chem, which is the alchemy in ancient Egypt, shall know me no more, but in a time yet unborn will I arise again, mighty and potent, requiring an accounting of those left behind me. Then be aware, O men of Chem, if ye have falsely betrayed my teaching, for I shall cast ye down from your high estate into the darkness of the caves from whence ye came. Betray not my secrets to the men of the north or the men of the south, lest my curse fall upon ye. Remember and heed my words, for surely will I return again, and require of thee that which ye guard. I, even from beyond time and from beyond death, will I return, rewarding or punishing, as ye have required requited your trust. Great were my people in the ancient days, great beyond the conception of the little people now around me, knowing the wisdom of old, seeking far within the heart of infinity, knowledge that belonged to the to earth youth. Wise were we with the wisdom of the children of light who dwelt among us, strong were we with the power drawn from the eternal fire, and all of these, greatest among the children of men, was my father. Told me. Forgive me if I pronounce that wrong. Keeper of the great temple, link between the children of light who dwelt with the temple and the races of men who inhabited the ten islands. Mouthpiece after the three of the dweller of Unal, speaker to the kings with a voice that must be obeyed. Grew I there from a child into manhood, being taught by my father the elder mysteries, until in time there grew within the fire of wisdom, until it burst into a consuming flame, not desired I but the attainment of wisdom, until on a great day the command came from the dweller of the temple that I be bought before him, or excuse me, brought before him. Few, few there were among the children of men who had looked upon that mighty face and lived, for not as the sons of men are the children of light when they are not incarnate in a physical body. Chosen was I from the sons of men, taught by the dweller so that his purpose might be fulfilled, purposes yet unborn in the womb of time. Long ages I dwelt in the temple, learning ever and yet ever more wisdom, until I too approached the light emitted from the great fire. Taught me he, the path to Amente, the underworld where the great king sits upon his throne of might. Deep I bowed in homage before the lords of life and the lords of death, receiving as my gift the key of life. Free was I of the halls of Amente, bound not by death to the circle of life. Far to the stars I journeyed until space and time became as naught. Then having drunk deep of the cup of wisdom, I looked into the hearts of men and there found a greater mysteries and was glad. For only in the search for truth could my soul be stilled and the flame within be quenched. Down through the ages I lived, seeing those around me taste of the cup of death and return again in the light of life. Gradually from the kingdoms of Atlantis passed waves of consciousness that has been one with me, only to be replaced by spawn of a lower star. In obedience to the law, the word of the master grew into flower. Downward into the darkness turned the thoughts of the Atlanteans, until at last in the wrath arose from his aguante, the dweller. This word, and it has no... Never mind, I won't say that part. <laughs> I'm reading this uh, kind of synchronistically, but anyway, I'll keep going. Speaking the word, calling the power, 
Deep in Earth's heart, the sons of Amante heard, adhering, directing the changing, the flower of fire that burns eternally, changing and shifting, using the logos, until the great fire changed its direction. Over the world then broke the great waters, drowning and sinking, changing Earth's balance, until only the Temple of Light was left. Standing on the great mountain of Undal, still rising out of the water, some there were who were living, saved from the rush of the fountains. Call to me, then, the master saying, gather ye together my people, take them by the art ye have learned of far across the waters, until ye reach the land of the hairy barbarians, dwelling in caves of the desert, follow there in the plan that ye know of. Gather thy then, my people, and enter the great ship of the master. Upward we rose into the morning, dark beneath us lay the temple. Suddenly over it arose the waters vanished from earth, until time appointed was the great temple. Fast we fled toward the sun of the morning, until beneath us lay the land of the children of Kem. Raging they came with cudgels and spears, lifted in anger, seeking to slay and utterly destroy the sons of Atlantis. Then raised I my staff and directed a ray of vibration, striking them still in their tracks as fragments of stone of the mountain. Then I spoke to them in words calm and peaceful, telling them of the might of Atlantis, saying we were children of the sun, and its messengers cowed by them by my display of magic science, until at my feet they groveled then I re- when I released them. Long dwelt we in the land of Chem, long and yet long again, until, obeying the commands of the Master, who while sleeping yet lives eternally, I sent from me the sons of Atlantis, sent them in many directions, that from the womb of time wisdom might rise again in her children. Long time dwelt I in the land of Chem, doing great works by the wisdom within me, upward grew into the light of knowledge, the children of Chem, watered by the rains of wisdom. Blessed I then, a path to Amente, so that I might retain my powers, living from age to age, a son of Atlantis, keeping the wisdom, preserving the records. Great grew the sons of Chem, conquering the people around them, slowly, growing slowly towards in soul force. Excuse me, going, I start channeling. Growing slowly upwards in soul force. Now for a time I go from among them into the dark halls of Amente, deep in the halls of the earth before the lords of power, face to face once again with a dweller. Raised I high over the entrance, a doorway, a gateway leading down to Amente. Few there would be with courage to dare it. Few pass the portal to dark Amente. Raising over the passage, I'm a mighty pyramid, using the power that overcomes Earth's force, gravity, deep and yet deeper place. I, a forest, house, or chamber, from its carved, from it carved in a circular passage, reaching almost to the great summit. There in the apex sets I, the crystal, sending the ray into the time-space, drawing the force from out of the ether, concentrating upon the gateway of Amente. Other chambers I built and left vacant to all seeming, yet hidden within them are the keys to Amente. He who in courage would dare the dark realms, let him be purified first by, lo- by long fasting. Lie in the sarcophagus of stone in my chamber, then reveal I to him the great mysteries. Soon shall he follow to where I shall meet him. Even in the darkness of earth shall I meet him. I, Thoth, Lord of Wisdom, meet him and hold him and dwell with him always. Builded I the, the great pyramid, patterned after the pyramid of Earth's force, burning eternally so that it too might remain through the ages. In it, I builded my knowledge of magic science so that I might be here when again I return from Amente. I, I will, while I sleep in the halls of Amente, my soul roaming free will incarnate, dwell among men in the form of another, Hermes, thrice born. Emissary on earth am I of the dweller, fulfilling the commands so many might be lifted. Now return I to the halls of Amente. 
leaving behind me some of my wisdom. Preserve ye and keep ye the command of the dweller. Lift ever upwards your eyes toward the light. Surely in time ye are one with the master. Surely by right ye are one with the master. <clears throat> Surely by right, excuse me, you are one with the all. Now I depart from ye. Now my commandments, keep them and be them, and I will be with you, helping and guiding you into the light. Now before me opens the portal, go I down in the darkness of the night. This is um, really well written in a sense of understanding the frequencies associated with the types of data stream that they're trying to relay to everyone who's listening. And once you start reading these uh, materials, you'll, you'll start to see more and more. But if you hold that energetic for a second, if you just see what, they're, um, what the author and the channel is actually describing, it really takes you into a very vast multiverse and initiation in a sequence, in my opinion anyways. I see it as a, a major initiation and on the inner planes as well. So you're going into um, multiple, multiple fields of energy, which are literally giving you data codes of information connected to ancient mysteries and mystery school teachings. At least that's what I see when I read this. Um, and I will go on about other topics here connected to this, but I wanted to just give you an idea and go through this one area, this one chapter, which I find very, very interesting on so many different levels. And if you want to comment on anything, Barbara, feel free to chime in with that in your perception of that particular history of soul, the Atlantean. Well, you know, there's so much material in there. Among other things, the one thing that has struck me every time I've read it, and, and you know, both you and I have read this material over and over and over and over and over again. A couple of things kept, you know, popping up at me. First, he kept talking about the little men. I kept getting the feeling that he was a giant. And... Mm -hmm. um, and that he wasn't meaning um, little men in in the fact that the you know they were like you know fleas on a dog, but just that they were small in stature. Um, and and the mm -hmm. other thing that 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 hit me the very first time is, first of all, they took the master's ship. First was called an ark, and then it actually was a spaceship. And so they, they flew to the land of Chem, which was Egypt, and he raised his staff, which was very reminiscent of Moses. And, mm -hmm. and so, so that there, there, there are similarities here that, that are, are really quite um, interesting for me. I, I think that, um, and the other thing that, that I kept seeing and, and, and keeps coming out is that Buried beneath the Great Pyramid, to a, to an extent, is the passage to uh, Amente, but it's a passage to another dimension, which is how I took it. Mm -hmm. So that, so that you know, you you have to and and what I loved, especially was that, you know, you can you can get to a certain place, but if you aren't of a spiritual level that you can accept or deal with the material, you won't see the portal and you won't be able to go. Mm-hmm. Which I agree. Which again, you have to be calibrated. Which Yeah, and and the other thing, um uh Toth, Toth, whatever you want to call him, Hermes actually, um <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what what I found also fascinating, he was an immortal. 
he became an immortal through his through his learning, through his growing, through his seeking more and more and more information. And um, the fact that, that he had to go back to uh, Amente to rejuvenate himself, I think it was one, one, what, one year, ten years out of every hundred. I mean, he reigned in, in Egypt for like 15,000 years. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was definitely, um, as, as a pharaoh, and um, so that when when he did leave, <clears throat> when he did leave, his body was was under a under a um, I guess I want to call it a ray, a, a light of of mm-hmm. pure consciousness, so that his spirit left the body and was able to incarnate into other lifetimes. And then he can, you know, could live, gather information, and then come back and rejoin his body and go on again as, as, um, you know, Hermes or I mean, he was he was called um, Trismegistus, you know, thrice born, mm-hmm. so that he, he had right. two, he had three three major personalities that history has um, attributed to him, but the wisdom mm-hmm. and the teaching. It, it, it's just amazing, and, and I think that that hidden in the verse are are, are wonderful seeds of, of wisdom. And then in the book that you mentioned, which you know I found interesting, we both use the same book. Um, <laughs> I know there is That's another <laughs> there's another interpretation of the material, so that so that it, it makes it a little simpler to to kind of mm-hmm. grasp it all. But right. um, this is a, ma- a master teaching of of spiritual insight and wisdom, and and it I, the thing that that makes it so clear in this book and with this teaching is that um, in order to find that light within, that seed of the infinite of cosmic consciousness, um, it's it's a it's a personal journey that everyone has to find their own way to and through, and. Uh, I love the fact that 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 that's always been my opinion, and so when when mm-hmm. I found that this this was connected with the emerald tablets as well, of course I thought it was you know wonderful. <laughs> mhm. Yeah, it's, it's very well written, and I, I didn't read the um, his his data stream as far as his interpolation of the information, um, but I did. Uh, we can get into that if, if the listeners want to hear about that. But I wanted to just kind of give the raw essence of the energetic itself and then see how people are processing the data. And the best thing you can do is, is what we were discussing is, is literally read this and get the book or find a way um, to access it online where you can literally just read it. Because in my opinion, I think it will awaken a lot of people who are already switched on with their life bodies. And also when I first read this a long, long, long time ago, I immediately felt like I was being initiated. I mean, I, I felt like I just went into the halls of Amente, but I went through initiation and I completely oh, yeah. transformed on a, on a more alchemical level just by the words and just by the frequency, which was speaking to me on a geometric level. It was, it was amazing. So I don't know how you felt, but that was really powerful for me. Oh, you know, I, it, it zapped me. I was right in it. And I think also, uh, well, well, I think the book is wonderful, and it's a wonderful resource, and it does explain things a little more thoroughly than, than the prose. Um, um, it's uh, there are if you go to YouTube, there are places where people are reading it, so that 
you know, where you don't have to necessarily buy the book, but the book it's a very it's a short book, so that it's not expensive. But but there there are a lot of um, YouTube um, YouTube podcasts that 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 read the material on the Emerald Tablets, and mm. and and we're not we're not talking here about a myth. Um, while while yes, they haven't been discovered. Um, they they have been written about and talked about since the eighth century. So that mm-hmm. so that you know it it's, it it brings forth the message of as above so below and and all sorts of wonderful material. So that so that many great philosophers have tried to interpret what the emerald tablets mean and are and and um, it, it it it's a wonderful message. And as far as as it does resonate. You read it, and mm-hmm. I, I promise you, your dreams are going to be amazing. And you know, you just read the very first of the of how many are there? Ten tablets. Yeah, there's quite a few. And I'll so go through quite. And... I'll, I'll go through some more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait a second. Isn't there thirteen? There, yeah, uh, oh, there are twelve. Ten of them um, have been interpreted, and the other two were said to be. Too extreme for human consciousness, I think, at some point in time. But I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't review the book that far in advance, so I don't know if he did that's all twelve funny. or if he you only know, did um, ten. Well, we, we, our consciousness is not from here anyway, so that's kind of, you know, people are definitely calibrated if they so choose. But you know, to me, it's the transfiguration of the atom. And if you look at the ancient mystery schools of Atlantis and 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 how they dovetail into the the pyramids, especially the Great Pyramid, you'll see that the initiation aspects of it. As far as mystery schools and teachings would be a frequency level, it would be the initiation based on that particular transfiguration of the atom, and that's what it sounds like to me that they're going through sacred initiations on so many different levels and achieving that um, portal access to a point where they're able to transmute and actually traverse the galactic highway, so to speak. So, I mean, that's what I see. I know this um, this particular chapter doesn't get into that aspect of it, but I see things on a bigger scale, and I just see like a whole door opens up with a different space time and. And all kinds of things start connecting in that are very, very, um, you know, celestial. So to me, I feel like it's a huge, powerful boot and uh, charge to the um, to the bioelectric field for anybody who's reading it. Yeah, and and I think also it changes the vibration of your energetic field. Um, mm-hmm. In and in many ways, in order to pass through the portal, it felt as though your energy had to be able to be of the same frequency so you could merge through it, which which yep. was brilliant. Um, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, yeah. I agree with you 100%. And that's exactly how it, what we need to do when we're multidimensional insofar as traversing the galactic highway or if we're trying to phase shift or teleport or, or anywhere where we're trying to access a, a gateway of some kind, we have to calibrate to that field of energy in that dimensional field. So it makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely, very, very and, and a lot, a lot of it too is is his talking about, you know, taking the physical and the spiritual and merging them in order to make this transition, so that mm-hmm. so that it's you know so many people are so intellectually bound, and rooted to place, that the spirit doesn't get a chance to integrate and and to raise the understanding of the intellect, and and so, you know, part of our our purpose is is to bring the two into a synchronicity so that so mm-hmm. that those two energies can provide the key to pass through the portal. Agreed. 
I totally agree. And, you know, I was thinking of also the emerald tablets in general, you know, because people don't associate them as a physical thing. Etheric comes to mind, like I said, uh, insofar as the Akashic or something that's, it basically exists in a, a different field of energy, a different frequency where it's accessible if you're at the right vibratory rate. Uh-huh. And, and you know, in, in meditation too, I mean, especially if you're doing something like distant viewing or, 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 or travel, um, you do get to that place where you, um, your energy expands. There's a, there's a, a greater vibration there. There's greater light about you. And sometimes, especially in meditation, you, you feel yourself losing the density. And, and you know, the, the intellect is important too, but to lose some of the density that, that the physical reality has, has um, caked upon you is, is really, mm-hmm. really important. And I think that in, in meditation often... If, especially if it's a group meditation. I mean, that's where most people experience it first, where, where you feel that, that lightness, you feel shedding the dross of what the physical reality has laid upon you. And, and you know, you're still physical, but, but there is an airiness about you, a lightness about you that enables you to do the travel that, that through some group meditations you want to do. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, and that's what's, it's very obvious when, when you start doing that kind of work. There's no doubt about it. And what I see is almost like lines of energy that are connected, like when people get entangled with this world, this illusion of a 3D world, it seems like they get pulled into these gravity wells, and it just seems like a an entanglement web. And, it's, and as they've raised their vibration, all of that all of that falls away. Like you were saying, they drop the density. So it's very, very interesting how that plays out. And, and it's really about state of mind, really, when you think about it, and just shifting gears and going to a higher overtone of your own divinity, and moving through and beyond all this uh, obfuscation. So I, well, and, I think it's and, a good route. Absolutely. And what, what, what I find, and you, all, you, you just said it, and let me rephrase it in, in a different way, um, that, that the intellect um, sometimes locks you into place, but if your intellect is open to the spirit, the two in combination can take you on great journeys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that has a lot to do with the hemispheres being balanced and the emotional and the mental body also stabilizing and allowing, getting out of the way, too, the personality getting out of the way so the spirit can connect in and, and really redirect the flow of consciousness. So I think this is a good um, timeline in a sense of just addressing this and bringing it to surface again with the Emerald Tablets of Thoth because when I look at uh, what's happening here on the world, I think this is a a good way to, to shift gears and to move into a different spectrum to just observe as a sacred witness and allow things to perhaps happen or activate. And, and by reading some of this, perhaps some of the listeners can benefit from that. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we just yeah. came through what, what uh, progression of the equinoxes, a shift in, what, 25,000 years, that hasn't happened since, you know, for 25,000 years we're at a point in time where spiritually people are certainly they have the capacity to do this sort of thing, to get to this sort mm-hmm. of place within themselves. And, and it hasn't that, I mean, all of humanity has that potential up to this point in time. Certain people have been able to do it and ascend it and all of that. But, but we're at a point in time where that veil is so thin 
anybody who wants to put the effort into it is going to be en- enable um, themselves to get to that utilization of that energy. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. It's perfect timing to do it. Yeah, and actually, it's almost a challenge in a sense, even through the distortion in the field, so to speak, with all the strange that's going on. It is, uh, you know, it just proves that people can overcome and transcend anything, whether it's density or a war zone or anything that's happening on the timeline that's that might feel uncomfortable to their natural spiritual design work. I think this is um, a good way for them to just become more empowered. Absolutely, so that's, that's my two cents on that. Anyway, but if you want, I'll go into tablet two here for a second. We'll look at the halls of the Mente. Um, I think my dog is making some noise here, so we'll see if that mutes out a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, that's him. His timing is really good. Um, Okay, so the halls of the Mente, we're going to go into a little bit here. Deep in the Earth's heart lies the halls of the Mente. Far near the islands of sunken Atlantis, halls of the dead, and halls of the living, bathed in the fire of the infinite all. Far in a past time, lost in the space time, the children of light looked down on the world, seeing the children of men in their bondage, bound by the force that came from beyond. Knew they that only by freedom from bondage could man ever rise from the earth to the sun. I think that's a very profound statement right there. Down they descended and created bodies, taking the semblance of men as their own. The masters of everything said after their forming, we are they who were formed from the space dust, partaking of life from the infinite all living in the world as children of men, like and yet unlike the children of men. Then for a dwelling place far neath the earth crust, blasted great spaces they, by their power, spaces apart from the children of men, surrounded them by forces and power, shielded from harm, they, the halls of the dead. Side by side then, placed they other spaces, filled them with life and with light from above, builded they when then the halls of Avente, that they might dwell eternally there, living with life to eternity's end. Thirty and two were, the, were there of the children, sons of light, who had come among men, seeking to free from the bondage of darkness, those who were bound by the force from beyond. Deep in the halls of life grew a flower, flaming, expanding, driving backward the night. Placed in the center a ray of great potence, life-giving, light-giving, filling with power all who came near it. Placed they around it thrones two and thirty, places for each of the children of light placed so that they were bathed in the radiance, filled with the life from the eternal light. There time after time placed their first created bodies so that they might be filled with the spirit of life. One hundred years out of each thousand must the life-giving light flame force on their bodies, quickening, awakening the spirit of life. There in the circle from aeon to aeon sit the great masters, living a life not known among men. There in the halls of life they lie sleeping." reflows their soul through the bodies of men. Time after time, while their bodies lie sleeping, incarnate they in the bodies of men, teaching and guiding onward and upward, out of the darkness, into the light. There in the hall of life, filled with their wisdom, known not to the races of man, living forever beneath the cold, fire of life, sit in the children of light. Times there are, when they awaken, come from the depths to be lights among men, infinite they among finite men. He who by progress has grown from the darkness, lifted himself from the night into light. Free is he, made of the halls of Amante, free of the flower of light and of life. Guided he then by wisdom and knowledge, passes from men to the masters of life. There he may dwell as one with the masters, free from the bonds of the darkness of night. 
seated within the Flower of Radiance, sit seven lords from the space-time above us, helping and guiding through infinite wisdom, the pathway through time of the children of men. Mighty and strange they, veiled with their power, silent all-knowing, drawing the life force, different yet one with the children of men, I different and yet one with the children of light, custodians and watchers of the force of man's bondage, ready to lose when the light has been reached. First and most mighty sits the veiled presence, the Lord of Lords, the finite, the infinite nine, over the other from each, the Lords of the cycles, three, four, five, and six, seven, eight, each with his mission, each with his powers, guided, directly, directing the destiny of man. There sit, there sit they, mighty and potent, free of all time and space, not of this world they, yet akin to it, elder brothers they, of the children of men, judging and weighing, they with their wisdom, watching the progress of light among men. There before them was I led to the dwell, by the dweller, watched him blend with one from above. Then he came forth a, saying, a voice saying, <coughs> excuse me, great art thou, thou, greater thou thoughts among children of men, friend, free henceforth of the halls of Amente, master of life among children of men, taste not of death, except as thou wilt it, will it, drink thou of life to eternity's end, henceforth forever is life, thine for the taking. Henceforth is death at the call of thy hand. Dwell here or leave here when thou desirest, free is Amente to the son of man. Take thou up life in what form thou desirest, child of the light that has grown among men. Choose thou thy work, for all should must labor, never be free from the pathway of light. One step thou hast gained on the long pathway upward, infinite now in the, is the mountain of light. Each step thou takest but heightens the mountain, all of thy progress but lengthens the goal. Approach ye ever the infinite wisdom, ever before thee recedes the goal. Free are ye made now of the halls of Amente, to walk hand in hand with the lords of the world, one in one purpose, working together, bringing up light to the children of men. Then from his throne came out came one of the masters, taking my hand and leading me onward through the halls of through all the halls of the deep hidden land, led he me through the halls of Amente, showing the mysteries that are known not to men. Through the dark passage downward he led me, into the hall where set where the sight the dark death. Vast as space lay the great hall before me, walled by darkness but yet filled with light. Before me arose a great throne of darkness, veiled on it sat a figure of night. Darker than darkness sat the great figure, dark with the darkness, not of the night. Before it then paused the master speaking, the word that brings about life saying, O master of darkness, guide of the way from life unto life. Being before thee, I, I bring a son of the morning. Touch him not ever with the power of night. Call not his flames in the darkness of night. Know him and see him, one of our brothers, lifted from darkness into the light. Release thou his flame from his bondage. Free it, free let it flame through the darkness of night. Raise then the hand of the figure. Forth came a flame that grew light, clear and bright. Rolled back swiftly the curtain of darkness. Unveiled the hall from the darkness of night. Then grew in the great space before me, flame after flame, the veil of the night. Uncounted millions leaped they before me, some flaming forth as flowers of fire. Others that there that were that shed a dim radiance, flowing but faintly from out of the night. Some there were that faded swiftly, others that grew a small spark of light, each surrounded by its dim veil of darkness, yet flaming with light that could never be quenched, coming and going like fireflies in springtime, filled they with space, with light, and with life. Then spoke a voice mighty and solemn, saying, These are the lights that are souls among men. 
growing and fading, existing forever, changing yet living through death into life. When they have bloomed into flower, reached the zenith of growth in their life, swiftly then send I my veil of darkness, shrouding and changing to new forms of life. Steadily upward throughout the ages growing, expanding into yet another flame, lighting the darkness with yet great power, greater power, quenched yet unquenched by the veil of the night. So grows the soul of man ever upward, quenched by unquenched by the darkness of night. I, death, come, and yet I remain not, for life eternal exists in the all, only an obstacle, I in the pathway, quick to be conquered by the infinite light. Awaken, O flame that burns ever inward, flame forth and conquer the veil of the night. Then in the midst of the flames and the darkness grew, there one that drove forth the night, flaming, expanding, ever brighter, until at last what was nothing but light. Then spoke by guide, the voice of the master, see your own soul as it grows in the light. Be free from now, forever from the Lord of the night. Forever he led me through many great spaces, filled with the mysteries of the children of light, mysteries that man may never yet know of until he too is a son of the light, that son with an S-U-N. Backward, then he, let men into the light of the hall of the light, knelt I then before the great masters, lords of all from the cycles above, spoke he then with words of great power, saying, Thou hast been made free of the halls of Amente. Choose thou thy work among the children of men. Then I spoke, I, O great master, let me be a teacher of men, leading them onward and upward until they too are lights among men, freed from the veil of the night that surrounds them, flaming with light that shall shine among them. Spoke to me then the the voice, Go as yet will, so be it decreed. Master are ye of your destiny, free to take or reject at will, Take ye the power, take ye the wisdom, shine as a light among the children of men. Upward then led me the dweller. Dwelt I again among children of men, teaching and showing some of my, my wisdom, son of the light, a fire among men. Now again I tread the path downward, seeking the light in the darkness of night. Hold ye and keep ye, preserve my record. Guide shall it be to the children of men. I think that's beautiful. And, and the one thing that comes to mind is the focus on light. And the, uh-huh. and the concept of um, what's really interesting is that I don't see anything connected to the divine goddess energy in this particular. It's all about men. It's always, and nothing against this, but you know, there's no female aspect here. It's always the men, the children of men. Uh, I've noticed that there's a big theme there going, which is really interesting. But, but the aspects of, of light, there's such an emphasis on um, what is light? You know, is light illumination of spirit? Is it consciousness? Is it source? And then there's an aspect of the scenery that they paint for you, which, in my opinion, shows almost like a template of the stars. So it's like when they're talking about the souls incarnating or, or coming, shining and getting dim, it seems like it's the stars in the night. And, of course, us being uh, aspects of the cosmos in a sense that we're stardust, too, it seems like that would be uh, a mirror image of some of our, our consciousness. And I'm just reading it like that. But I, what are your thoughts on that? What, what is your impression of that data? Well, I think when he talks of the children of men, he, he's talking about the race of humanity. Um, mm-hmm. But you're right; it, it does not say men and women, but I think man is a human, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Right. I, I, I definitely, you know, at first when first I, I read through it, it was like, oh my God, he's going to hell, and then I realized that he was in another dimension, and. Right. The other, and 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 then it then it made great sense to me that 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 you know the darkness was comfortable. I envisioned a comfortable darkness, not a frightening darkness, 
but it, but mm-hmm. an embracing darkness that that was protective almost and and that 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 he chose to be a teacher of man and woman um you're right we we've got to we've got to have somebody read yeah. this so that <laughs> you know yeah um but in many cases they call but but if you'll notice he doesn't designate that these these teachers these these um entities that are there he doesn't designate that they are man or woman he calls mm-hmm. them a master of this or a master of that he he didn't right. he doesn't really designate sex um but but you're right and, and what i loved was you know he talked about um the individuals Spirits reincarnating and then coming back and and gathering light and then reincarnating and coming back and and each time growing and expanding and and it it just it was such a beautiful beautiful thing to visualize you know mm-hmm. as you read your way through it um, I I think too the fact that 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 he entered a mente, um certainly a wise master or, uh, or whatever you want to call him but he was not immortal until he was freed from having to die unless he chose to mhm exactly which again was and and he they kept talking about the flower of light and yeah i i think that that it was a spectacular visualization to go through it and to, and then to go back and read through it again and and you know it it wasn't you know a craggy hell it was really the to me the passageways and everything were smooth and there was a a clear polished feeling to it all and you know there was mm-hmm. nothing there that was that 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 denoted you know rocky cragginess and and things like that so so he wasn't underground He'd gone into Agreed. another dimension through that passageway. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I look at it kind of like the, the womb of creation. I mean, that's what comes to mind. It's just like this place of uh, being safe and protected and shielded, uh-huh. but also in another another area. But but definitely with an intelligent design work behind it, or living intelligence of some kind. But what I find interesting is that with the the the, um, the passages connected to the darkness of eventually people realize that they are the light and that even in dark times, they become the pillar and the beacon of light. They're the, they're the flame that shines bright within. So even if there's darkness around them, I think that was the message behind it as well is that you are the light. It's that you are the light in the darkness and that acknowledging that brings you to that higher multidimensional space once again, or another dimensional field where the soul star integrates. At least that's what I see. And that's why I mentioned um, initiations too, but it seems to me like whenever they go into another timeline or a field or another dimension, they would in, in, immediately get uh, calibrated to or initiated to that that realm, so to speak. So it, it's very interesting. It is, and and you know the element of initiation is definitely here, and not as um, you know in so many places throughout history, initiation has been frightening and powerful and and terrifying all at the same time, and with with the emerald tablets initiation is something that is very gentle and opens you up to a, a a new flower of understanding within you so there's nothing scary there's nothing horrible and and oftentimes i do believe that that initiation transformation ascension whatever you want to call it 
it's a very gentle process. It's it's not one that is horrifying and painful. And I agree. Oftentimes, oftentimes, you know, you get those aha moments or those flashes of light and understanding, and it's 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 kind of like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yep. When you but, start streaming consciousness, the, yeah. Yeah, it just it it was. And it, and that he was so gently led through this whole process, and and um, the the element of death taken away from him, and you know, in in other places it talks about him, um, his body down there recharging while his spirit reincarnated in in other men in other places, and always as a teacher of wisdom. So, though you you talk about you know. And you talk about Hermes and who's the third one? Hermes? Is it Mercury? Um, you're talking Trismegistus. Um, oh yeah. What okay. Three, okay. <laughs> yeah. What, what three entities? You, you know, Toth, Hermes. But what was the third one? Um. Oh my goodness. I can't remember. Let me think here. Well, let me think. I'm thinking of the other two. <laughs> I don't know. And it'll show up when I start reading it naturally. Oh, sure. Good question. Um, but, but you know, he doesn't talk about, um, you know, all of the different incarnations, but he gives the impression, as as I have always thought, that that, you know, millions of times possibly we've incarnated and and come back again and and hopefully every time a little wiser a little you know with with new talents and gifts and skills that, that you know we can use to make our world a better place and right especially especially at this point in time it's important for people to understand that this process is not something that costs money this process is self-discovery. Mm-hmm. So you don't need and, to and, really and you don't need... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say you're right. And, and also, um, well, there's not much time in the illusion of people, people, in my opinion, should really start to, re, start to reboot themselves in the sense of getting on that spiritual path working if they haven't been doing it already because uh, it really is the time to do that. It really is. There's, there's no time to waste right, right now. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry about that. I'm still trying oh, to remind no, myself of the third person or the third being. Uh, you know, when you mentioned the, the body charging while the, the being is either incarnating elsewhere, bilocation came to mind in a sense of, uh, it's, it's very interesting. I just see like bilocating, not necessarily um, like taking that same formula, but going elsewhere and not necessarily having to incarnate in a body, perhaps teaching more on an interdimensional level too. So those things come to mind with me as well when I look at some of that, some of that work. Oh, very I'm fascinating. trying to find who who the third one was. I thought you were quizzing me. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I, I you know, the Greek god Hermes, the Egyptian god Toth, Greeks. Um, but who was the third? What's their third? Huh. I think. You think? Well, I'll come across it, it when I'm reading. Easy. Yeah. I should have popped out on The fourth was Hermes. 
most likely interpretation is two variants of the same Hermes Toth. Hermes turns out actually to have been the son of the Nile, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Very interesting. Well, now that you brought it up, it's going to have to pop up and, and communicate somewhere. So, oh. You know what I was thinking about, too? Oh, go ahead. What? No, no. No, I was just you, thinking. You go ahead. No, I was just I was just thinking that there's um I don't know why tulpas come to mind, but I'm wondering in a sense that when when we read and obviously um, whenever you're studying or you're creating the art of manifestation, I mean there are things that you can do that actually create something that's more solidified in a sense. And I wonder if this particular type of uh, emerald tablets is, is something like a living tulpa, a sentient intelligence that was manifested. That's pot. That yeah, that makes great sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does um, to me too. Just food for thought on that one. Very, very interesting, though. Are you still looking for that name? Definitely. I can um, run I am. through. I am. <laughs> I wish somebody out there would do this. Um, yeah, if there's anybody out there who hears it, let us know. Um, but I'll, I'll find it anyway. I'll, I'll hunt through it. I can read the Tablet 3, the Key of Wisdom, if okay. everybody's interested in that. Okay, it's the, uh, I saw the Atlantean, give of my wisdom, give of my knowledge, give of my power. Freely I give to the children of men, give that they too might have wisdom to shine through the world from the, from the veil of the night. Wisdom is power and power is wisdom, one with each other, perfecting the whole. Be thou not proud, O man, in thy wisdom, discourse with the ignorant as well as the wise. If one comes to thee full of knowledge, listen and heed, for wisdom is all. Keep thou not silent when evil is spoken for truth, like the sunlight shines above all. He who oversteppeth the law shall be punished, for only through law comes from the freedom of men. Cow thou, excuse me, cause thou not fear, for fear is a bondage, a fetter that binds the darkness to men. Follow thine heart during thy lifetime. Do thou more than in commanded of thee when thou hast gained riches. Follow thou thine heart, for all these are no, of no avail if thine heart be weary. Diminish thou not the time of following thine heart. It is a board of the soul. They that are guided go not astray, but they that are lost cannot find a straight path. If thou go among men, make for thyself, love the beginning and end of the heart. If one cometh unto thee for counsel, let him speak, speak freely, that the thing for which he hath come to thee may be done. If he hesitates to open his heart to thee, it is thee, it is because thou that judge doest the wrong. Repeat thou not extravagant speech, neither listen thou to it. For it is the utterance of one not in equilibrium. Speak thou not of it, so that he before thee may know thy wisdom, or know wisdom. Silence is a great prophet, and abundance of speech profitic nothing. Exalt not thine heart above the children of men, lest it be brought lower than dust. If thou be great among men, be honored for knowledge and gentleness. If thou seekest to know the nature of a friend, ask not his companion, but pass a time alone with him, debate with him testing his heart by his words and his bearing. That which goeth into the storehouse must come forth, and the things that are thine must be shared with a friend. Knowledge is regarded by the fool as ignorance, and the things that are profitable are to him hurtful. He liveth in death, it is therefore his food. The wise man lets his heart overflow, but keeps silent his mouth. O man, list to the voice of wisdom, list to the voice of light. Mysteries there are in the cosmos, that unveiled filled 
that unveiled fill the world with their light. Let he who would be free from the bonds of darkness first divine the material from the immaterial, the fire from the earth. For know ye that as earth descends to earth, so also fire ascends onto fire, becomes one with fire. He who, be, he who knows the fire that is within himself shall ascend until the eternal, unto the eternal fire and dwell in it eternally. Fire, the inner fire, is the most potent of all force, for it overcometh all things and penetrates to all things of the earth. Man supports himself only on that which resists, so earth must resist man, else he exists, exists not. All eyes do not see with the same vision, for to one an object appears of one form and color, and to a different eye of another. So also the infinite fire, changing from color to color, is never the same from day to day. Thus speak I thought of my wisdom, for a man is a fire burning bright through the night, never is quenched in the veil of the darkness, never is quenched by the veil of the night. Into men's hearts I looked by my wisdom, found them not free from the bondage of strife, free from the toils, the fire, thy fire, or, thy, or my brother, lest it be buried in the shadow of the night. Hark ye, O man, and list to the wisdom, where do name and form cease? Only in consciousness, invisible, an infinite force of radiance bright, the forms that ye create by brightening their vision, they vision, are truly effects that follow thy cause. Man is a star bound to a body until the end. He is freed through his strife, only by struggle and toiling. Thy utmost shall the star within thee bloom out in the night, in, in the new life. Jeez, I'm channeling an alternate line. He who knows the commencement of all things... <laughs> Freeze this star from the realm of night. Remember, O oh man, that all which exists is only another form of that which exists not. Everything that has been being passing into yet another and being and thou thyself are not an exception. Consider the law for all is law. Seek not that which is not the law of the law, for such exists only in the illusions of the senses. Wisdom cometh to all her children, even as they cometh unto wisdom. All through ages, the light has been hidden. Awake, O man, and be wise. Deep in the mysteries of life have I traveled, seeking and searching for that which is hidden. List ye, O man, and be wise. Far beneath the earth crust, in the halls of Amente, mysteries I saw that are hidden from men. Oft I have journeyed the deep hidden passage, looked on the light, life among men. There are the flowers of life, ever living, searched I the hearts and the secrets of men, found I that man is but living in darkness. Light of the great fire is hidden within. Before the lords of hidden amente, learned I the wisdom I give unto men. Masters are they of the great secret wisdom, through the future of infinity's end. Seven are they, the lords of amente, overlords they of the children of morning, sons of the cycles, masters of wisdom. Formed are not they as the children of men. Formed are they not as children of men? Question mark. Three, four, five, and six, seven, eight, nine are the titles of the masters of men. From the future formless, Yet forming can they as teachers for the children of men. Live they for, live they forever, yet not of the living. Bound not to life, and yet free from death. Rule they forever with infinite wisdom. Bound yet not bound to the dark halls of death. Life they have in them, yet life that is not life. Free from all are the lords of the all. Forth from them came forth the logos. Instruments they of the power of all. Vast is their countenance, yet hidden in smallness. Warned by a forming, known yet unknown. Three holds the key of an all-hidden magic, creator he of the halls of the dead, sending forth power shrouding with darkness, binding the souls of the children of men, sending the darkness, binding the soul force, director of negative to the children of men. Four is he who loses the power, Lord, of, Lord he of life to the children of men, 
Light is his body, flame is his countenance, freer of souls to the children of men. Five is the master, the lord of all magic, key to the world that resounds among men. Six is the lord of light, the, the hidden pathway, path of the souls of the children of men. Seven is he who is lord of the vastness, master of space, and the key of the times. Eight is he who orders the progress, weighs and balances the journey of men. Nine is the father, vast he of countenance, forming and changing from out of the formless. Meditate on the symbols I give thee. Keys are thee, they, through hidden from men. Reach ever upward, O soul of the morning. Turn thy thoughts upon up, upward to light and to life. Find in the keys of numbers I bring thee. Light on the pathway from life unto life. Seek ye with wisdom. Turn thy thoughts inward. Close not thy mind to the flower of light. Place in thy body a thought form picture. Think of the numbers that lead to life. Clear is the pathway to he who has wisdom. Open the door to the kingdom of light. Pour forth thy flame as a son of the morning. Shut out of the darkness and live in the day. Take thee, O man, as part of thy being. The seven who are what are not as they seem. Opened, O man, have I my wisdom. Follow the path in the way I have led. Masters of wisdom, son of the morning light, and life to the children of men. It's really beautiful. It is, and, you know, it, it, it begs the question, who are these masters, and where did they come from? Agreed. Well, they strike me as definitely ex- extraterrestrials. There's no doubt. Um, when I see it, I see off-world species, which is really yeah, our ancestors. Stars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and there's, yeah. Other, there's one other phrase that, that I pulled from the book, from the interpretation, um, that, that you know, I, I think it's from this chapter, and it was a statement that I just think is so fabulous. It was, he who speaks does not know. He who knows does not speak. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yes, I like that, too. That was his interpretation, so that, right? That was the... Yeah, that was from the interpretation, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it makes a great deal of sense. You know, I mean... You and I try to teach. You and I try to expose people to stuff. But we also say we don't know it all, and we're growing too like everybody else is. So it's not necessarily that, that you know, either of us have put ourselves above others. It's just like this is my, this is my journey and this is what I've gathered so far. And if it, if it makes sense to you, if it, if it puts you on a, you know, on a, on a pathway within yourself, that's great. And if you don't understand it, or you don't, or you think it's a whole that, that it doesn't apply to you, and, and then it doesn't. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's. I, I think that that the, the journey that that the Emerald Tablets speak of also go into. I think one of the things that everybody has who has tried to analyze them has come out with, you know, that philosophy of as above, so below, and as below, so above. So mm-hmm. and and in this and, and in this chapter also it did it did talk of that you know you know um, the the above and the below and seen and the unseen um, there are dualities all over the place and the dualities create a balance and the balance is the energy that we spin to keep us on our journey of of insight and and wisdom and knowing and watching. Um, Tosca through all of this process um, is mm-hmm. is fascinating, and and I, I think agree. the one frustra- the one frustrating thing about about this material, you know, and and you're going through it, you know, uh, as the different, 
you know, the tablets, but in there are times when things are not in sequential order, mm-hmm. which 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 can be a little confusing. <laughs> but but at the same mm-hmm. time, I don't I don't think this is material you're supposed to read once and say, okay, I got it. I mean, if no. you do, that that's that's amazing. Yeah. But um, every time I go back and read it again, there are more moments when I'm able to sort of, sort of connect things and and you know, okay, this makes sense to me. This is this is something that that I can I can live with and flow with. Um, mm-hmm. And and there is an element of once you get involved with this material, if you're if you're going to, then the element of synchronicity comes into your life because you're on a on a pathway that creates a magnetism that pulls to you um, milestones, mm-hmm. and and that's that's what all of this is. I think I think the fact that um, well, first of all, the master of the temple had a spaceship. Yeah, that that would suggest otherworldly people. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But when but when you get into a mente, mente. Um, these masters could even be holographic projections. Um, yep. So that so that you know it it. I did ponder on you know who are these masters? You know they they each have a designation. They each have a an area they work with, and um, there is a hierarchy that that you begin to understand a little bit better, and and then you realize that, that there are these teachers that are among us that don't teach with words but, but with gestures and deeds. And mm-hmm. I I think that's that's what this he who speaks doesn't know and he who knows doesn't speak. I think that, that you know, true teachers of spiritual philosophy basically teach by an example of their life more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. Because I could read this until I'm blue in the face, and it's you know obviously I'm reading it tonight because I feel guided to do so. But the point is, it's the mm-hmm. energetic that um, comes across in a sense of uh, just just the teacher itself and, and the energetic signature that they relay. I agree on that level. There's also the idea behind mystery schools being silent in a sense of holding the information and keeping the magic safe and protected, and the information that's sacred uh, concealed from those who would destroy it or twist it and and create a distortion around it. And I, I've noticed that over many, many decades, and even with mystery schools and, and even types of work that I've done in the past with different areas. So there's definitely a side that keeps everything that's sacred protected. And, and I think that's part of being silent on a sense. But there's a side also that I feel is a sounding is necessary, a, a verbal sounding is necessary to communicate the truth, to dispel the, the lies. And right now we're seeing mm-hmm. on the timeline, which is interesting, a lot of deception, a lot of propaganda, a lot of strange, a lot of things that are not true. And, and what I see is that it's time to go to the highest level of consciousness to define everything again and to create and radiate that light so that we can distribute the truth easier in a sense that people have the gnosis already. They're switched on. And you know as well as I did that when you get connected into your higher self over soul and, and more immersed with creator source, you, you tend to see everything much more clearly. There's no distortion. You can see the deception. Uh, some people can't right now. So that's something I look at too. And, and another reason also reading something like this, whether it's the Emerald Tablets or or something else that's inspiring, 
is to just redirect the flow of the psyche and the consciousness. And I think you alluded to that as well. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that is so important, <clears throat> um, it, it, it feels as though words have energy. This is, this is kind of, I think, what, what partially it was referred to in the very, very beginning. Um, the words, the meaning of the words don't mean as much as the rhythm and the energy of the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so even if you didn't speak English, you could hear these words spoken and would have the triggers of the spiritual energy within you. You you don't have to understand mm-hmm. the words as much as the as the rhythm of 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 the the energy of of the words, and it's very much like um, solfeggio music. How the music has a mm. frequency, and, and right. that yep. frequency unlocks something inside of you, and that's what that's why they say you know read it read it one time read it a hundred times, and every time you read it mm-hmm. another level will be it's like an onion will be peeled away. It does. And I don't know about you, but when I start to read this, obviously you can tell I'm rewriting as I'm, as I'm reading. It's because sometimes I, I want to rewrite the sentence. <laughs> it comes in with a different type of description. So I have to catch myself. So my apologies to the listeners. Uh, but, but try it. I mean, it's very challenging. If you're reading it like quietly, it's different. But if you're reading to you, you know, out loud, uh, for whatever reason, I was like, well, I guess I'm going in an alternate stream right now because I had to really focus. And, and I think um, and some of the, the way it's, it's worded too, you know, um, some of the terminology is old, old world, so to speak. But nonetheless, yeah, it's definitely an activation, in my opinion, and a frequency that will shift the psyche. Oh, yeah. Well, Dr. Durow channeled this in <clears throat> about 100 years ago, 1925, I think. And he was connected to the White Brotherhood so that, mm-hmm. so that um, this material definitely has a spiritual meaning to it that is beyond the intellect but will awaken the spirit. Mm-hmm. And and I agree. Um, and I I think that I know I I I have from time to time just sat and read it aloud and gotten different feelings from it than when I read it in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. If I read it when I'm just quietly reading it, uh, it definitely t- changes the field of energy quite a bit. Uh-huh. And where did he channel this? Did he ever say was it was it at the pyramids or no? No, I think it was after he he did retrieve the emerald tablets. He did take them to the Great Pyramid and redeposit them. And in between recovering them in South America and taking them back to Egypt, he was given permission to interpret them and share the interpretation. And the different the, the, what you're reading is is what he channeled from the tablets before they were put back into the Great Pyramid. really is. And then didn't you do uh, your own interpretation or of this as well? I'm, I'm working on it. I, I just okay, felt that, I'm curious. that um, <laughs> it, it felt like, I mean, with all due respect, um, it felt like it was after 100 years that it was time for another channel to present the story. Mm-hmm. And yep. part of me is I'm not worthy, and part of me is well, if you were weren't worthy, you wouldn't have had the idea. 
Agreed. But but I've had the I've had the idea for a number of years now and haven't played with it as much as as I'm going to now. Um, it just feels to me as though a hundred years ago there was a different cadence to the meaning, and after a hundred mm-hmm. years, hopefully, the sons of man have grown a little bit, or humanity, and mm-hmm. and and it just feels to me as though. I would like to again with all due respect to Dr. Durrell who was who was directed by the Great White Brotherhood. So, you know, they must have known what they were doing. <laughs> I just wanted the story to be told in a different way. Um go with it. I think you should get that I, done. I think I'm going to here I go again. But I think <laughs> you might want to get that started. Seriously, because I'm already going into alternate realities with this when I read it, and I'm sure you'll be able to get the, you know, interpolate the data differently. It's interesting well, because everyone's, and you're an old one, you're an ancient soul too. So you look at this, and and uh, it's just like anything with osmosis. You know, you read the you read the field, you read the energetic signatures, uh-huh. and and I think it's um, extremely powerful. Now I don't know if I ever asked you if you've been to the Great Pyramid or not. Only only through remote viewing. And you were were part of that remote viewing um, experience. Yes, I loved it. Um, I I enjoyed it. Yes. It's very powerful. And, 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 you know, I have found that um, I I, I think I'm going to pick it up and do it again for a while. Um, But it, it seemed to me in, since I, since I stopped it, um, a lot of material has been discovered and, all sorts of things have, have come about, and a lot of the places we went when distant viewing are now being shown as exactly what we were seeing. Mm, that's interesting, so, and I'm not surprised. So, I, so I, I just, you know, because it was group energy, because there were almost 100 of us involved, um, mm-hmm. and I was pulling on 100 different people's energies to do it, um, it just seemed that that we were we were going to amazing places and always through a portal of some sort, so that it seemed logical when when you know reading this and and getting involved with this again it's a matter of a matter of spiritually letting go of of a lot of the physical stuff that holds us down and and being able to flow with a more etheric energy passage through those portholes was, was very easy. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I don't very know, did you so. ever do the, did you ever do the, um, the one on the Bosnian pyramid? I don't think I did that one. I know I did several with the ones in Egypt with you all. Um, I don't think I did, but yeah, I think I missed a few of them, but that's, that's um, cool. I bet you found a lot of good stuff, huh? Well, it's what was fascinating, um, actually, and actually, if anybody wants to go and do them, because they're they're on my website under um, um, distant viewing, uh, the meditations are all there. You can still click on the meditation, do the meditation with us, and um, the energy is the same. But with the Bosnian pyramid, usually we were going beneath whatever structure. And with the Bosnian pyramid, we got to the top, and the portal led upwards. So wow. it was, and and what was and and the light was there, and it was it was really 
It was quite remarkable, and there was a guardian at the gate who said we had to leave behind our fear and our physicality in order to cross the threshold of the portal to get to the light. Mm -hmm. And we did that, and, you know, I took them beyond that, and then we came back. But um, it's kind of like, you know, maybe it's time to do some more. We went... Yes. We did one in the Antarctic, and I think the one in the Antarctic, um, we we went below and in and all of that, and then we found a chamber, and the chamber was a huge circular chamber with lots of doors with different symbols on them. And I recently saw a thing that was a um, an explanation from Admiral Berg's navigator who described going into a circular chamber with doors with oh, symbols on them. <laughs> nice. Good hit. And All right. <laughs> so so wherever we went, it was cool, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but, but I miss those, actually. That would be nice to start that up again. Yeah, I, I, I think I will because um, – it was sort of like, okay, well, at first it was we were just going into pyramids, and so I was finding places where there were pyramids, and we went into pyramids. But I think maybe it's time to go into other places now, too. I agree. Well, I'd be up for that if you're into it. i definitely like to, uh, yeah, definitely check it well, out. I, I think what I'm going to do is get together three or four of them and then just send an email to everybody who is part of the group and – let them know there are going to be five or ten more and um, go from there. I think that's a good idea but, because, you know, once again, it's the timeline thing. It's good timing to, to switch gears, in my opinion, oh, yeah. and focus on something beyond this, this weird paradigm that's con, you know, kind of imploding right before our eyes. So definitely. Well, we've all, been, we've all been isolated for a purpose, and I believe that part of that purpose is to start to identify – with the spiritual energy we have inside and find it to bring it into our reality to make whatever this reality is going to become um, an easier passage, transition, whatever you want to call it, so that we have a better understanding of what's happening around us and within us. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, it's but certainly think, a good time I, for people to shed some skins, you know, if they're alone oh, and they're, yeah. you know, just kind of just going within and shadowing. I would definitely do that if, if I were on the path working. Well, I think I think this was a brilliant idea to start to expose people to the Emerald Tablets. And as far as we get, you are going to then, you know, another time come back and hit the, the tablets that, you know, we haven't hit, right, tonight? Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to bore people to death on this, but I, I don't think so, honestly. For me, it's, it's very interesting because it does um, – it does switch. It allows you to switch gears in perception, as far as energy and writing the stream of consciousness, and open up opens up doorways. And you'll find, for those of you who are out there listening, if you decide to start reading this, um, I guarantee you'll go into an altered space of consciousness and almost start to I don't want to say channel, but you will be going into another field of perception. And with that comes a whole different interface of information. So to me, I find that this book in general sings to those who are ancient souls. Um, possible starseed types, Atlantean, uh, maybe maybe have a resonance with Atlantis or ancient Egypt. I mean, those who really, really ring with that would definitely feel a resonance effect, in my opinion. 
So, yeah, and I'm happy to come back and, and do more. Uh, I just didn't want to overwhelm everybody with the detail of this tonight. And, of course, I didn't do his version of the interpretation, which I can get into at some point, but I kind of just wanted to give the raw essence of the of the temple um, and also the energetics oh, yeah. associated with the tablets themselves. Yeah. Well, he, he even later on gets into string theory. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's why I yeah, think that's it's amazing. It's, yeah. Yeah. I just, well, it would be um, interesting to see what you hit on, and this is why I think definitely I, I'm one for lighting fires, as you well know, in a good way, moving energy, and I say go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've already gone for one thing you said to go for. Let me do it one at a time, okay? <laughs> okay. Well, you finished that one fast. My goodness, you were you were quick with that. It's just channeled. It's not that, you know, there's no sweat equity there for sure. Right. Exactly. And when you're channeling, do you feel, can I ask you real quick, do you feel that it's your higher self over soul or do you feel like it's something entirely different connecting in and and, uh, providing you with information? Um, I think that it's both. I think the higher soul, (laughs) the the higher spirit, the the higher consciousness is, of course, connected to cosmic consciousness and, and the source. And if you can get the ego out of the way and just pull from that energetic, um, it is otherworldly. And I've I've often found that, you know, as I'm writing something, it's like I, I used to say to my mother, holy crap, you got to come see this. I'm writing poetry. And, I and you know, I don't write poetry. Um, and I would be typing and talking to her at the same time so that, <laughs> nice. so that you know... <laughs> And she said to me, how are you doing that? And I said, beats the daylights out of me, but isn't it pretty? And and um, if you get to a place where your ego is no longer there and you're not writing from your own frame of reference, you're, you're bringing material from another place. And um, it, it, your higher consciousness is the spirit that you carry lifetime to lifetime is what's it's that seed of light body energy it's that's part of you that goes on incarnation after incarnation after incarnation and just sending the ego out to lunch for a while or taking a movie or just leave me alone so that I can bring stuff through it's it's amazing mm-hmm. and it, comes it certainly is very it, it comes very, very naturally to me, and I feel so very blessed. I thought everybody could do it, but apparently um, apparently, some people have to work really hard at getting there, and I've, mm-hmm. I've been very fortunate. It just, it, it's very easy for me, and I get to a place where I want to, but, but I have to say also, I know when I'm not in that place, and I won't sit down and try to do it. Mm-hmm. So right. That, so yeah, it makes a difference. Sometimes, you know, somebody will say, "Well, why aren't you doing what whatever?" And it's like it's not the right time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> My connection yeah. is not there. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, dialed into a different field. Yeah, I think people are channeling in one form or another, but not necessarily connected to that type of uh, an oversoul communication with source. It's more of a just kind of streaming energies and maybe even more um, something more dialed into creativity, you know, as far as maybe even music or something like that. A lot of people channel through sound and music and, and writing. Um, uh-huh. I don't really channel like that. I do channel, I run energy, I run grids and I, I do with the higher self control super conscious and I can interface with multidimensional fields and dial in pretty good, especially with remote viewing. 
But I do know, um, I, I try to keep it as analytical as I can sometimes, too. There's a technical side to me that has to stabilize, and that's probably not necessarily a good thing. It's not the personality itself. It's just more about just being more analytical as an observer. So I tend to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's all fascinating anyway you look at it. And so, yeah, I, I would look forward to you uh, deciphering that again and seeing what you come up with for these Emerald Tablets. That should be interesting. So I'm putting the, I'm putting the pressure on <laughs> I do want to thank you for participating with me tonight, too. It's always a pleasure when I get on here and I just can uh, kind of use you as a sounding board sometimes and get your input. And I know you've been through, um, you've worked with this work, uh, the Emerald Tablets, quite a bit. So it's nice to get your your impression. But but everybody's everybody's eyes are different, and it's so cool mm-hmm. to, um, you know, listen to what somebody else sees or feels or or, or interprets. Um and and you know you know it's 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 a very cool experience to talk yeah. about it with anyone. Um, sometimes it gets a little you know the the way the way it's written by Durrell you know a hundred years ago. Um, it's a little tough to stumble through and really. Oh yeah, I was what definitely stumbling a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I read fast normally, but I had to slow it all down for that. Yeah. Uh, but um, so but we've done what? We've done three of them. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know if you want me to do another one or not. I could. I could certainly do that. You know what it reminds me of too. When I start running different fields, uh, when I start talking with about this, uh, I don't know if you've ever done the drawing down of the goddess uh, with particular craft practitioners or covens or anything, but I have in the past. And being a priestess for that, I, I definitely was doing the drawing down. It's the same thing where you just at one point you just bring it in. And it's that same uh-huh. field that I'm noticing. It's different, but it's almost that aspect of really um, accessing something and going to another another space of of, of different higher self over soul. But almost I don't want to say deity, but another intelligent design that's interfacing. So I notice that when I when I start reading it. But I can definitely do another oh, yeah. one. Um, you know, we have some time here. If I don't bore anybody to death, did I do the space born I, yet? I don't think I did that one. No. What's that? You haven't. Okay. Oh, if you all want to hear the Spaceborn, okay, let's go ahead and, and start with that one then. List ye, O man, okay. to the voice of wisdom. List it to the voice of Thoth the Atlantean. Freely I give to thee of my wisdom, gathered from the time and space of this cycle. Master of mysteries, son of the morning, living forever, a child of the light, shining with brightness, star of the morning. Thoth, the teacher of men, is all, is of all, long time ago, I in my childhood lay neath the stars on long-buried Atlantis, dreaming of mysteries far above men. Then in my heart grew there a great longing to conquer the pathway that led to the stars. Year after year I sought after wisdom, seeking new knowledge, following the way, until at last my soul in great travail broke from its bondage and bounded away. Free was I from the bondage of earth men. Free from the body, I flashed through the night, unlocked at last for me was the star space. Free was I from the bondage of night. Now to the end of space sought I wisdom, far beyond knowledge of, of finite man. Far into space my soul traveled freely, into infinity's circle of light, strange beyond knowledge, where some of the planets great and gigantic become beyond dreams of men. Yet found I law, yet found I law in all of its beauty, working through and among them, as here among men, flashed forth my soul through infinity's beauty. Far through space, I flew with my thoughts. Rested I there on a planet of beauty. Strains of harmony filled all the air. 
Shapes there were, moving in order, great and majestic as stars in the night, mounting in harmony, ordered equilibrium, symbols of the cosmic, like unto law. Many the stars I passed in my journey, many the races of men on their worlds, some reaching high as stars of the morning, some falling low in the blackness of night, each and all of them struggling upward, gaining the heights and plumbing the the depths, moving at times in realms of brightness, living through darkness, gaining the light. Know, O man, that light is thine heritage. Know thy darkness is only a veil. Sealed in thy heart is brightness eternal, waiting the moment of freedom to conquer, waiting to rend the veil of the night. Some I found who had conquered the ether, that's a big word, free of space were they while, they, while yet they were men, using the force that in, is the foundation of all things, far in space constructed they, a planet, drawn by the force that flows throughout the all, condensing, coalescing the ether into forms that grew as they willed. Outstripping in science, they all of the races, mighty in wisdom, sons of the stars, <clears throat> excuse me, long time I paused watching their wisdom, some they some saw them create from out of the ether cities, gigantic of rose and gold, formed forth from the primal element, base of all matter, the ether far flung. Far in the past they had conquered the ether, freed themselves from the bondage of toil, formed in their mind only a picture and swiftly created it grew. From then, forth then, my soul sped throughout the cosmos, seeing ever new things and old, learning that man is truly space born a son of the sun, a child of the stars. Know ye, O man, whatever from ye inhabit, surely it is one with the stars. Thy bodies are nothing but planets revolving around their central suns. When ye have gained the light of all wisdom, free shall ye be to shine in the ether, one of the suns that light our darkness, one of the space-born grown into light. Just as the stars in time lose their brilliance, light passing from them into the great source, so, O man, the soul passes onward, leaving behind the darkness of night. Formed forth ye from the primal ether, filled with the brilliance that flows from the source, bound by the ether, coalesced around, yet ever it flames until at last it is free. Lift up your flame from out of the darkness, fly from the night, and yet and ye shall be free. Traveled I through the space-time, knowing my soul at last was set free, knowing that now might I pursue wisdom, until at last I passed to a plane hidden from knowledge, known, for, known not to wisdom, Extension beyond all that we know. Now, O oh man, when I, when I had this knowing, happy my soul grew, for now I was free. Listen, ye space-born, listen to my wisdom. Know ye not that ye, too, will be free. List ye again, O oh man, to my wisdom, that hearing ye, too, might live free, might live and be free. Not of the earth are ye earthy, but child of the infinite cosmic light. Know ye not, O oh man, of your heritage. Know ye not, you, ye are truly the light. Son of the great sun, when ye gain wisdom, truly aware of your kinship with light, now to ye I give knowledge, freedom to walk in the path I have trod, showing ye truly how by my striving I trod the path that leads to the stars. Hark ye, O man, and know of, my, know of thy bondage, know how to free thyself from the toils. Out of the darkness shall ye rise upward, one with the light and one with the stars. Follow ye ever the path of wisdom, only by this can ye rise from below. Ever man's destiny leads him onward into the curves of infinity's all. Know ye, O man, that all space is ordered. Only by order are ye one with the all. Order and balance are the law of the cosmos. Follow ye, and ye shall be one with the all. He who would follow the pathway of wisdom, open must be he to the flower of life, extending his consciousness out of the darkness, flowing through time and space 
in the all. Deep in the silence, first ye must linger until at last ye are free from desire, free from the longing to speak in the silence, conquered by silence, the bondage of words, abstaining from eating until we have conquered, desire for food that is bondage of the soul. Then lie ye down in the darkness, close, your eyes, close ye your eyes from the rays of the light, center thy soul force in the place of thine consciousness, shaking it free from the bonds of the night. Place in the mind, place the image thou desirest, Picture the place thou desire to see. Vibrate back and forth within thy power. Loosen the soil from out of its night. Fiercely must thou shake with all of thy power until at last thy soul be free. Mighty beyond words is the flame of the cosmic, hanging in planes unknown to man, mighty and balanced, moving in order, music of harmonies far beyond man. Speaking with music, singing with color, flame from the beginning of eternity's all. Spark of the flame art thou, O my children, burning with color and living with music. List to the voice, and thou shalt be free. Consciousness free is fused with the cosmic, one with the order and a love and law of the all. Knee, knew ye, <laughs> knew ye, ye not man, that out of the darkness light shall flame forth a symbol of all. Pray ye this prayer for attaining of wisdom. Pray for the coming of light to the all. Mighty spirit of light that shines through the cosmos, draw my flame closer in harmony to thee. Lift up my fire from out of the darkness, magnet of fire, it is one with the all. Lift up my soul, thou mighty and potent, child of the light, turn not away. Draw me in the power to melt in thy furnace, one with all things and all things in one. Fire of the life strain and one with the brain. When ye have freed thy soul from its bondage, know that for ye the darkness is gone. Ever through space ye may seek wisdom, bound not by fetters forged in the flesh. Onward and upward into the morning free flash, O soul to the realms of light, move thou in order, move thou in harmony, free, freely shall thou move with the children of light. Seek ye and know ye my key of wisdom. Thus, O man, ye shall surely be free. That's beautiful. And shouldn't that be the first one? You know, it's not, though. I know, right? but he, here, he, here he is, a child, he hasn't, you know, been initiated or anything like that, but he's learned to set his spirit free to soar with the stars, mm-hmm. and and that's the first step. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good point you make. Maybe that's something to look at when you do another interpolation I, of that. I mean, that's that's I think one of the things that says to me. These should be put synchronistically. These should, the story should flow from, you know, first first step, freeing mm-hmm. your spirit so that it can soar. You know, not dying, but but mm-hmm. setting your spirit free to soar and and to touch other realms and touch other light and all of that. And then then he came back, and and then he he. Grew and he studied with the in the temple of wisdom and and you know yada 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 yada. I mean, it makes greater sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, I would say so. Mm-hmm. And also, when he's, um, it sounds like astral projection to me. I mean, that's what I see on some of them. Oh, exactly. What, what do you see? Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So I think that's another aspect, right? And, and a lot of people are afraid to astral project. I mean, a lot of people are, are thinking they're going to get stuck outside their body or, or have a hard time getting back in. And I really believe that uh, once you're lucid in the experience, you, you're, you're protected and shielded. I mean, you're, that's, part of, that's an aspect of you, so you shouldn't have any problems uh, navigating either or, in my opinion. 
I don't know how much you've astral projected before, but I, I do like astral projection. And I think uh, part of this is really just the invigorating energetics that are associated with navigating through the stars. Well, and, and the reality is your body is still physically here. So you're going to mm-hmm. be pulled back to it. You know, you mm-hmm. know it, 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 there's a like connection, a you know. Nobody's out there mm-hmm. with scissors. And, and, and so it, 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 it sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if it is, then your spirit just goes and, and reincarnates someplace else. I mean, it's not a, it's not a loss. True. It um, comes from the stars. It goes home to the stars. So there you go. Yeah. But... But um, yeah, I think that that maybe maybe you know that's part of the process, and and I think that his process is important, um, as important as his, as his message. His process is important. Uh, that that you know he was shaking or trying to find a way to let his spirit free to soar, and once it mm-hmm. soared, you know he was able to see other planets, other other um, cultures, humanity in, in other places, rising and falling and all of that, and and realizing that, that there was a link to everything, that there was an order to everything, even though it may have seemed like, it may, it may seem like chaos from time to time. There, there are laws, there are rules, and they are mm-hmm. cosmic. They have nothing to do with, with, you know, parking in the wrong place. They, they, right. they're 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 bigger rules than that, and because of the laws and because of the order and because of the 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 energies that that there, there is a an order in in all of all of that out there, just all of it, mm-hmm. and whether it's it's you know this galaxy or 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 the universe. Um, there's so much wisdom and and, and 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 you're right. I think it was astral projection. Um, he didn't communicate with anybody. He was just looking. So maybe it was even distant viewing. Mm-hmm. That's highly possible as well. And I like the idea behind uh, pushing through the vibrations too. And he makes note of that insofar as really um, you know willing and, and moving that energetic and stopping if you hit a frequency fence, so to speak. I mean that's what I see anyway. Is that just move through the energy. And navigate beyond the blackness, and navigate beyond it all, and get out um, beyond the barriers, so that you're able to be more free in uh, in projecting or, or navigation. At least that's what I see. It's a very interesting. Well, and, so people get held back and, by frequency fences and fear, you know. Um, but go ahead. Well, true, and and you know, with Tibetan monks who meditate, that's where they go. Mm-hmm. You know, they they free themselves from their bodies, and they just low with the stars and, and I'm sure they're doing more than just flying around you know doing loop-de-loops I mean they they must <laughs> be visiting places they must be checking checking out other cultures they must be you know um, absorbed in being out of their body and uh, <laughs> it, it it just um, it's magical and I don't think anybody is going to get. I, I don't believe anybody is ever going to get lost in doing this. And frankly, no. if you're not ready, if you're not ready and equipped to do it, you won't be allowed to do it. It's that easy. Mm-hmm. That's true. Absolutely. You know, I also like the idea that he um, he keeps reiterating that we're not from here, that not of the earth yet. You know, are ye earthy, but child of the infinite cosmic light. 
this is a theme that runs mm-hmm. through each one of these tablets. And I, I like to reinforce that because that's my thing too. I'm, I'm really big on telling people that, about their cosmic design. And, and to me, it's like, how can you avoid that essence of who we really are as, as um, part of the extension of the cosmic design and, and being from the stars initially, even if we incarnate here, I think that's a huge deal because so many people feel like they're stuck here and that this is all they have. And I'm thinking, no, um, this, this is a big mind opener for a lot of people who are, who are listening or, or even seeking to go to another paradigm or another another uh, aspect of, of the higher consciousness. I think it'll help them quite a bit to understand that language. Well, oh, gosh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, I think, also important for people to, to, to work with the concept that, that your personality and, and your soul is different from your spirit. And your spirit is that part of you that is immortal. And mm-hmm. something that I have been working with for now, oh gosh, maybe 10 years, that, that while we are seeds, star seeds, if you will, um, from, mm-hmm. from the source of all creation, um, my, my, and it's my philosophy for, for at least the last five years, it may change tomorrow, but, um, and, and I'm willing, if, you know, and, and if it does shift and change, I'm fine with that too. But, but what has been sticking with me is that so many people um, talk about going back to the source, and I don't believe that's what we're doing. I, I truly believe that our spirit incarnates and incarnates and incarnates and incarnates to the, to the point where it becomes so great with wisdom and so great with energy that is gathered that it literally becomes a source of creation in and of itself. And rather than returning to a source, it becomes a source and sends out seeds of light in its own mm-hmm. universe. Like co-creator. Yeah, I believe we're co-creators. Yeah. And, and also, um, yeah, one with source will always be connected to source in a sense, but but I agree with that. And it almost sounds like a celestial body, which you're describing, you know, like you're creating not necessarily a planet, but, but something in, in a sense of that, bringing all that data somewhere, a sacred, sacred yeah, place. I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's a matter of, oh, I'm going to gather all this and take it back home to share with dad. It's right. I'm going to gather so much that, that I become a source. doesn't mean I, I stop growing. It means that I... I have a burst of energy where I send seeds out, seeds of light, to continue the process while I continue the process. So it's a constant growth pattern. There is no end to the growth. Mm -hmm. I like that. I totally resonate with that, 100%. It is. It's about empowerment. Yeah. But there's there's a side that's kind of like when, when you're describing it, it's kind of like, well, I think we all want to be resting in the arms of creation. At least part of me does. I love that feeling uh-huh. of bliss and being being home and just letting go uh, with creation. And I've had that blissful moment. I'm sure you have as well. So when I uh-huh. see that, it's, I don't mind being co-creator. and um, But I do like being just being able to drop the armor and, and rest. And I find that yeah. I think that it, at going through the process of spirituality, we do get to that level in, in, uh, where we are co-creators, but we can, we can rest at the side of creation, so to speak. And and for me, it's becoming creation. And yes, there's there's resting in that bliss, and it's absolute bliss. 
but mm-hmm. there's no point to a million reincarnations gathering material if we aren't going to do something with it after we've gathered it. I so agree. Well, I think that's why we're doing radio. I think that's why I'm on the radio and I do, write books, and I'm sure that's probably what you're doing in a sense that we're, we're, uh, we're sharing information to other people. I think uh-huh. that's part of it. That's a, that's a different scale uh, here on this illusion of a world in the timeline, but nonetheless, we're still here doing that. And, of course, that takes on another formula off-planet. So I see that. Yeah, I do. I, I think that it's pointless just to have the information and not being able to share it. And I, I guess that happens where you, know, you have to ask yourself, is it supposed to be a secret or not? And this is where we get back into should we speak or should we not speak about ancient mysteries or things that are very significant, you know, and go um, either or, I guess. Well, I think the cool thing about what you're doing, especially with Neon Twilight, is, you know, we're, we're throwing things out there and we're testing things ourselves. We're not saying this is the way or this is, you know, follow me, I know what I'm doing, because I don't. And somebody once said to me, what do your followers think about, you know, what you're doing now or how, you know, what you've become and stuff like that. And, and my response was, I'd be horrified to think anybody's following me because I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. You want you want people to be empowered by tools. That's what I try to do. I I just try to give people the tools they need to keep evolving and ascending, and and hopefully that helps them. And I think it does. But yeah, um, everybody has their own compass too, their own spiritual compass. And I thank you too, Barbara, because this is fun for me uh, over here at your, um, you know, at Nightlight because it it gives me some time to just kind of go into another world. And normally I'm doing interviews and this and that and prepping for that. And and it's it's kind of like fly by night in a sense because I'm. I'm doing things spontaneously. I, I am preparing, but I'm also going in spaces of just going into consciousness and seeing how it how it all plays out. And and it does um, does feel good to do that. So and I hope that the listeners can benefit from some of this material that I've been putting out here and there. Well, I really hope sharing. so too. But but you know, apart from that, I'm having so much fun doing it that that if nobody listened, I'd be fine with it anyhow. Um, yeah, but, me too. I just love your company too. <laughs> <laughs> and I drag you on. I know you're producing. I'm like, Barbara, come on. <laughs> so thank you. Well, no, no I agree. I, I, I have think, a lot of fun with you too. Yeah. I think that 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 it's it's a it's a marvelous way to grow. And you know, I I always want to hear somebody else's opinion. And and you know, I will take from whatever their opinion is what resonates with me. And and you know, I, I'm sure you do the same thing. And and it's sort of like. I mean, getting into this material and talking about it makes it more real and more alive than just reading it over and over and over again, which which is wonderful too. But if mm-hmm. you, you're able to to sort of toss things back and forth, like I still believe Toth was a, was a giant. I mean, you know, I, I realize that's mm-hmm. not a you know, but but from the way he talks, it makes perfect sense. And and when I think about the statues in Egypt, they're so huge. I, I don't think they, they were meant to be huge statues. I think they were all life-size. I totally agree with that. Yep, definitely. So, I think that's um, the norm in a sense. If we're in our true avatars, I would suspect that as star beings, I would suspect we are very big. Well, yes, if we were very in tall. physical. But I, you know, I would imagine you know, uh, it, it's a matter of, your spirit, when it's set free, it is a a luminous, um, etheric glob. 
And in order to experience anything in the physical, it has to take on a physical form of some sort to experience a mm-hmm. physical reality to gather the material it needs to gather. And and so, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe we're, we're itty-bitties or sometimes we're giants or sometimes we're green blobs or, you know, depending mm-hmm. upon where we're going to manifest and what we're going to gather from that manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It would, it would definitely depend on the field of the energy, the dimensional field and the frequencies more than likely. But yeah, I agree with that. And I mean, you look right. at those in general, um, it's interesting because he was supposedly born of the seed of Horus, right? The Horus set. So it's said, um, but the idea behind that also is it was he a projection. You were talking about holographic um, technology and holographic imagery. And I'm wondering is some of that holographic and looking at the ancient um, Egyptian design work and the pyramids that uh, obviously uh, could, could definitely do that in a sense of, of creating that kind of imagery. Oh, yeah. So that's another thing to look at. Yeah. It's very Absolutely. interesting. It's a projection, you know, but, but the projection is through the consciousness and the energy and of course amplified through the pyramids. I mean, my goodness, so powerful it really is a powerful place. It is. And, you know, I don't think it's ever actually, in in this time frame, been used appropriately. I agree. Yeah. Um, and lack of respect. A lot of people just don't have the respect they should have when entering the temple itself. And it seems somewhat abandoned and, and kind of dismantled to some degree. But it's still singing. It just has to be, uh, I think it just needs a little love like anything else. It just, maybe just a little more attention. <laughs> well, the you right know, way. But I, you're right. I, it, 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 I I truly believe that the, the the first of all the the pyramid the great pyramid and, and then possibly the sphinx were actually um we're, we're talking beyond the last ice age so we're talking back maybe 40 or 50,000 years ago and it's sort of like we were kind of like the cavemen you know, we didn't understand fire, so we made up stories about it. We don't understand the Great Pyramid, so we've made up stories about it. And, you know, in, in a way, I think that there are energies sitting someplace saying, did you hear what they said? Is that stupid mm-hmm. or what? You know, I mean, right? There, there has to be a sense of humor here someplace, too. I, I mean, <laughs> with, all those, with all of the spirituality, it's kind of like, you know, the, um, the Mayan calendar is only as big as it is because they ran out of rock so that their cycle was was dependent upon how much rock they had to deal with as opposed to any particular linear whatever, you know? And Ugh. I think we, we, we have interpreted all of this stuff intellectually from our own frame of reference, which is so limited to mm-hmm. yeah. the, the extent of some of these things, like Gobekli Tepe. I mean, they they haven't figured out what that is, but they're trying to figure it out because, you know, they are thinking of what it is as opposed to sitting in it and feeling and going back in into the energetic field that is there and seeing right. what it was used for. They're trying to interpret it scientifically, which doesn't work. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah, they have to be attuned to the field. No, you're totally right. And that's where the you know, beings who are enhanced insofar as they've done the spiritual work or at least switched on to some degree can uh, definitely get in there and start decoding stuff a lot faster. 
and also looking from a different perspective because um, beyond the 3D, in a sense, you almost have to look at everything from outside this, this particular field, outside our solar system, and looking backwards, in a sense, you've got to look at it from a different uh, parallax view, in my opinion, kind of like remote viewing, but further. And that also gives you some signatures as far as why were these strategically put where they were, and, and of course, in alignment with which star system, that's another thing. And for what purpose uh-huh. beyond that, which, of course, some people allude to mystery schools, I do. In a sense, I, I do think that um, definitely mystery school teachings or mystery school initiations and also opening up stargates and portals, for sure, in correlation to the cosmos. Oh, yeah. so that's, um, and that's all part of the energy signatures, though. That's, that's something that's not tangible physically, in a sense, really. I mean, we have structures, but it's about the frequency. Yeah, I, I think the stargates are still there, and I think they're very functional. Um, I totally agree with you. But but I don't think that they're stone edifices. I think that they are energetic edifices that, that, you know, if you don't know what you, if you don't know they're there, if your consciousness isn't so that, that you can see them, you, you can walk right through them and have, and have no impact on you. Um, mm-hmm. But, but those who have the, Enlightenment, I you know I hate to use that term, but um, those that have understanding, uh, a spiritual awareness, uh, you know whatever, it, it, they're there to pass through, and it's very much like the the halls of a mente. If you are ready to to work with this kind of energy, the portal is there. You walk right through it. It's like you're walking through rock, and and. Mm-hmm. And then you're in these corridors that glow, and and they're smooth, and and you know it takes you into different energetics, so that um, you know it's it's an amazing experience. And and so I mean I think we did with the remote viewing travel some of those pass- passages, um, mm-hmm. but but you know can you go back there and with with ground penetrating radar and find them? No, because it's a portal into another dimension. It's mm-hmm. not while they while there are obviously all sorts of tunnels beneath the Great Pyramid and and the Giza Plateau like crazy. Um, that's not what we're talking about. Right? Yeah, it's it's much bigger than that. It's much more multidimensional. And of course, technology, even our best satellite systems, we can see a lot. But the bottom line is uh-huh. multiversal and, and beyond it with um, energetic and frequencies connected into to consciousness and Merkaba and light body is just way beyond some of the stuff that they're doing, even though they think they have all the answers. But, yeah, I think it's really wow. fascinating. I'd love to go over to Egypt at some point. I've never been, not in this lifetime. I've been there in other formulas, but I would love to go again. And because I think I know where everything is, you know, you get that feeling of I'm sure you can relate. It's, it's like you just kind of uh-huh. know. And um, it'd be nice to be over there just to kind of hone in on some stuff in person even though you can do it remotely. So it's very interesting. Well, and the master's, the master's spaceship is supposed to be there, but I think it's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, like timelines. It may be, his ship may be there in another timeline, and, and there is a portal between the two timelines so that you could, right. you could get there and go through it, go through the portal into another timeline and the ship is right there. It's it's like two pieces of paper being overlaid that are sort of transparent so that mm-hmm. it's there but you can't see it or touch it unless you're in the right frequency. 
Right. Agreed. It, yeah, it's definitely cloaked. Just like these records, the Akashic records or anything else, it's the same aspect. But also, I, I think intuitively speaking that if you have access to the ship itself, that you could probably project and set a signal to it, it would respond because it's probably a sentient intelligence or some kind, kind of symbiotic, yeah. um, excuse me, symbiotic, you know, intelligence. So I think that can definitely happen. And that's why, um, you know, it's not, probably not for everybody, like you said, but if you're at the right frequency, if you're at the right field and the timing and the illusion of it is right, space time is right, then I'd say, yeah. I find it interesting. That's not the ship that's buried. Uh, they said there was one buried beneath the Sphinx, though. That's not, that's not there. No, and, and you ever hear that's about that? where Hall of Records... I've heard about it. Yeah, I, I heard about the Hall of Records there, and I think the mm-hmm. Hall of Records is there as well, but it's the passage to another dimension that holds the Hall of Records. Right. So right. you can dig all you want, you know, and, and, you know, you'll process a lot of sand. I mean, they did find a, a tunnel between the paws. Um, they, they weren't allowed to dig it because they were afraid it would destabilize the Sphinx, but it, it, will, it won't get you anywhere in this dimension. So mm-hmm. in, it, it's a matter of it's another dimension. And if you if you are of a spirit in a spiritual enough place, you can take your etheric body to that dimension and energetically enter into it and and experience stuff. But I don't think it's a place mm-hmm. for a physical body. Mhm. I agree. Yeah, it's all about energy. Now, what, bottom line. But the halls of Amenti, he did take his physical body there. Mm-hmm. And his physical body had to be there for once every hundred years for a while, while his spirit was able to go off and play hooky. Right. And, and that sounds and, like bilocation to me. Like his body's charging on some kind of a, a I don't want to say in some kind of a sarcophagus of some kind. That's what comes to mind. But the idea behind this is to charge up the body, build up light body Merkaba, resurrect and transfiguration of the atom, but also being able to project maybe beyond mm-hmm. astral projection, but more bilocation space shifting, teleportation. I think there's so many facets to it. It's unlimited to some degree. But, you know, I could be speculating, but still I know what we're, we're capable of doing. Well, did, didn't he say under the spirit, under the uh, flower of light, and it was the mm-hmm. flower of light that, that, that regenerated his physical body? Mm-hmm. So, right. And, but, but he did say that while his physical body was being charged, he took off and did other incarnations in different places, mm-hmm. so that right. so that you know it it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I, I this yeah. is all very serious I, stuff, and, and and yet there has to be laughter in here someplace too. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, it's not all serious, but when you're joyful, when, when you're breaking orbit and you're getting more freed up energetically, that's blissful. Uh-huh. That's fun. That's happiness. I mean. My goodness, it's celebration of spirit, and of course, humor comes along with that, too. Definitely, definitely. But, um, yeah, and it looks it, like we're almost uh, going to wrap this up in a few minutes. I don't know how we're doing in the illusion of space and time. Uh, four and a half minutes. Okay, great. Well, I must say, this has been awesome, and I hope everybody's appreciated this tonight. And I want to thank you, Barbara, for, for just uh, being on the show with me tonight. This has been great. It's been fun. And I, I think that we got uh, got through a lot of information that's very important. We did, and I'm hopeful that, that people will go out and buy the book and mm-hmm. um, and read it so that the next time we do a show and, and we go into more of the different tablets that are there, 
um, they kind of will have an understanding of what we're talking about, and certainly they can go back and listen to this show after they've read the different tablets themselves and, you know, kind of I, I would love to hear some, you know, um, comments of some sort or, mm-hmm. or questions or whatever, and, and certainly if people have questions and they want to send them to either Solaris or me, um, we'll try to answer them. Yeah, I think that's great. And also, you know, what comes to mind, I know that you were talking about channeling um, the particular tablets, but remote viewing the tablets also. I wonder if that would be a little bit different or uh, what else would open up, you know, portal-wise, gateways. I'm just, just speculating, but the idea behind that would be something to look at at a different angle. So no pun intended, but yeah, we could, yeah maybe. We could play we could play with that too, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say that would be kind of interesting to incorporate maybe something like that as an exercise Perhaps next time when I, you know, start going through some of these tablets, it'd be kind of fun too. But yeah, I'd love to hear everybody's feedback on that. And so far as if you've read these before and how they've affected you energetically, or if you have any comment about tonight, yeah, definitely, I'd like to hear it. Feedback is. And thank good, everybody. Yeah, we will be here again to uh, to do more enlightening um, dialogues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you do. Well, it's nightlight for a reason, and I always say you leave the nightlight on, right? So always leave that light on. And I loved it because the, the theme tonight was really about the light. It really was. Absolutely. And and yeah. in in all of this, it's it's always about the light and and mm-hmm. the the light of of the uh, you know the tree of life, not the tree of life, the symbol of life. The um, mm-hmm. and and so so absolutely light. And, you know, these are times when we need the light. And I think it's important that everybody remember that, that inside of each of us is a seed of light that we brought into this incarnation. So we've got the light. It's a matter of using mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. I totally agree. Okay, years, to, years, well years to sign off. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to thank everybody for tonight. And thank you, Barbara. And uh, until next time, everybody. Thank you again, and, and I'll say good night and have a have a great week and weekend. What's left of it, right? Good night, everybody. Definitely, and a happy new year. Yes, and happy new year, happy 2021 to the light of the yes. new year. How's that? Amen. <laughs> good night. Yep, amen. That's right. <laughs> good night, everybody.